Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 26th of July, 2016. This is The Gap, episode 331. I'm Luke Laurie, Mr. Jeremy Junglis Ray is with me. Well, hi there. And, uh, hi, how are you? Um, uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty pretty good. good. Yeah. That's all right. Um, so last week, Jeremy, I was looking through the archives of podcasts and, oh, yeah. um, I was doing a bit of work on the show and then noticed that through our, uh, giant list of guests that one person had not been on since 2012. Oh, yeah. And, um, I needed to fix that. So, I emailed this person straight away, and um, and they're now here with us today, which is from Survivor.com. Steve Wright, how are you going? I'm pretty good. I think people are going to be disappointed. You built that up so much. Yeah, no And then it's just me. It's just yeah, I mean, <laughs> basically for the last four I'll years, folks, he's been uh, building up material for this one night. Um, so, uh, you know, he's been planning and, and accumulating. We have a lot of stuff. It's just going to drop helping. it all on us. You're not helping matters at all, <laughs> by the way. I couldn't believe I'll it was that. I mean, like I know, cause like you and I haven't done much together, Steve, but I, I could have sworn that you were on like uh, a lot more recently, like, I don't know, one or two years or something like that. Maybe I'm just going crazy. It's either, it's either been one or two. I know for sure. The first time, maybe the only time I was on was back when Ashley was still around, when Jinx was here. Yeah. And maybe right. another time after that. I can't even remember. But now we're, we're fixing it, so it's good. Yeah, I, I feel like oh, it I'll was... I'll see you guys in uh, 2020. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was um, at least twice. But when I was looking through, I, your name only came up in 2012. So maybe at some stage, Job didn't actually write that you were on the show or something like that. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that might be it. Because we talk about it a lot. Like, you write <laughs> a lot for Steve Ivor, so... Yeah. We're, we're talking about this. Side. <laughs> and um, you guys can both pronounce it properly, so, like... That's Steve Ivor? battle, really. Yes, Stevie Ivor? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Steve Ivor? It's too late to change your name. Yeah, I was somewhere a couple weeks back um, doing... I don't remember what I was doing, but someone said... Uh, Steve of all, and I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why does this keep happening? <laughs> uh, and, but I, the thing is, I can't remember where we were. Like, I, I feel like it was at a magic thing. Um, and one of the, one of, one of the people <laughs> there was saying it. It didn't even occur to me to say it like that. But th- does that mean you basically just eat Steve's? Pretty much. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> just start taking names. I'll, I'll start busting heads, I guess. Like, I, I have no other choice at this point. Or I could have rebranded a while ago, but whatever. It's like Kotaku. It's just yeah, a random made-up word, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's not, just a K in front of a word. Yeah, there you go. Enough about me, though. Luke, the host. Sorry, we do our own podcast. I'm, I'm like start jumping in journey. trying to like, steer it. I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting in the, uh, the corner. That's cool. So, I apologize. Um, Stavivor has, has, is making big ways in the, game, the gaming industry of Australia, right? It's like just taken over well uh, yeah, <laughs> sure i'm not i'm not good at talking up stuff um we're the first site in a number of years to make it on metacritic uh in australia anyway so that's actually legitimately something probably to not have to worry about being humble about which is good so uh cool. yay us and it's it's probably yeah. i think things turned around really when when luke started writing for us i think that's that's really, if you had to pin it to a specific moment in time, I think Saying that's right what's done things. it. You put us over the line, buddy. Yeah, all those interviews <laughs> that I wrote. 
I think well, I've only done it full of reviews. Like I'm usually, I don't know. I, I like doing previews and, and interviews and stuff like that. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll do a review. But I don't know. It's strange. It's kind of when we need someone with a PC. Because uh, I don't think my Surface Book cuts it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have a PC. Uh, so that's a checkbox. And it's a decent PC. So that's a second checkbox. It's funny how that's become Very a thing good. now. Like outlets seek people with PCs. And they're like, we really need someone who's a PC gamer. Like, I can't remember that being a thing ages ago. But um, now it's like, yeah, we don't have anyone that plays on PC. Hmm. What? Well, we do. Like, we have a guy named Hamish who kind of fills that gap, but... Not gap. But recently, he (laughs) played Hitman and, like, his video card, according to him, melted. So... Wow. It's it's a hard thing, man, if you have a decent rig and then just something goes catastrophic catastrophically wrong to yeah fix that with a quick turnaround so yeah and imagine it's nice to have a couple video footage as well that gap but yeah that's kind of thing like this xbox play anywhere thing i really like the idea of it but i don't have a pc that can like take the pc half of that equation and do anything with it so yeah like it's something to be excited about but i can't do anything yeah, with with Xbox anywhere and with Shadow Play, and um, now that Premiere is good, it's, um, just the whole operation is just streamlined and so easy compared to years ago when I was you know, you're plugging a bunch of things in to intercept the signal between the thing and the TV, and then um, the way it's captured is not good enough, so you have to transcode it and then transfer it to the other editing thing, and yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and, it's like a multi-stage process, and you needed like a monster machine as well. Um, whereas now with Shadow Play and that sort of stuff, you can just just capture it straight off, straight off. Yeah, there. so easy without like yeah. taking any performance away, which is awesome. Yeah, I've never really noticed. I mean, I expected it would, but I've never really noticed my computer chugging with like Shadow Play as a result because like the computer before this one um, didn't handle hots great, but um. I was still recording footage. But yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, all right, well, let's talk about uh, some video games then. Why not? That's what we do here most of the time. Um, we'll talk about Overwatch. There's a new hero released last week, right? Um, and they did some updates with that one. So this is introducing Anna, um, who is one of the original members of the team, right? Um and she will be a, well, she is a uh, support class that manages to uh, heal people using her sniper rifle dart uh, and can also, I guess, uh, overpower her, her teammates and give them more, um, more damage as well when you shoot them. So have, have you had a chance to play any of that, Steve, with her? I am the worst with her, but yeah, um, I've, I've tried. I've been really into the competitive stuff lately so i wasn't really willing to try out Anna yeah in the competitive sphere but like in all the skirmishes waiting to get into actual rounds i was trying to kind of figure her out i'm not a great sniper i do like that you know her sniper rifle can kill someone on the opposing team and heal someone on your team without a lot of work and the grenades are interesting but i don't know if i could use them very well or maybe i was just pretty, really bad with them but uh yeah it's 
she she feels very different to the other support uh, characters, which is quite good. Hmm. Have you guys had a go? Uh, I've like pretty much like you as well. Um, playing a lot of the competitive mode and not really wanting to touch any of the heroes that I'm not very good with and considering she's quite new um, and I haven't really found much of a use for her yet in terms of the competitive stuff uh, so I, I pretty much have not played much other than just the skirmish or quick play um, I have played against her a couple of times the most annoying ability that she's got is the sleep dart is the sleep grenade or is it a dart yeah I'm not sure I think it's you- a dart I think it's a dart, yeah. Um, and basically, that yeah. puts you sleep to sleep for about five point five seconds. Um, and if you are, if you do take any damage, that interrupts it, and then you do wake up. But man, is it annoying when someone hits you with that and just walks away, and you're like, "What? What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and what's the cooldown on that? I think it's twelve seconds. Yeah, because I think I saw some article saying you can effectively put one person to sleep for the entire match if you had three honors. <laughs> okay, yeah, but you wouldn't get much done, right? No, you just do it purely to troll them. Yeah, yeah, trolling thing. <laughs> and just nobody damage them. That's that's annoying. That'd be rude. <laughs> uh, how are you going in competitive, Steve? Any good? I actually ra- just tra- finished. Sorry, I was going to say, are you are you raging at people yet? No, I'm. I'm actually. So I just literally today finished my tenth. Uh, ranking match and i got a 52 i have no idea if that's good or bad but i felt pretty good about 52 um it's been um there's been a couple close games but mostly it's just one team completely railroading the other um and you can kind of tell what's going to happen when i was getting put into matches and you know there was one guy with a ranking and the rest of us still had the kind of like m dash and you're going up against the team with four people who clearly are playing on a team with one another and like two randoms. So uh, it's playing as a solo player, kind of just jumping in is daunting and awful. But then I got played with a couple of my friends, Ben and, and Ano, and we just got demolished. So I like, I don't even know which, which is better to do trying to go in lone wolf style or go in with a group. Yeah. But even then, you know, like I, I play as Lucio. I love him to death. And, you can kind of tell in the first couple of minutes how the match is going to go because either your team just kind of goes and everybody runs off to the corners of the map and you just get wasted or people group and gather and play against one another and actually play to objectives. So I like it. It's it's kind of hit and miss for me right now, but I think I'd keep going. Yeah. Is that somewhat similar to your... Uh, experiences or yes so you're playing on uh you playing on xbox are you yeah okay um yeah so we're i think job and i are playing on pc are you playing at all jeremy no not really i do like it i like it a lot but i'm just been doing other stuff yeah um so yeah we i've been playing on pc uh i placed it uh pretty similar to you i think it was 53 um and I'm currently at like 49, I think, <laughs> at the moment. Because uh, I got, uh, when I was playing one round, um, my internet dropped out. And by the time I got back into the game, the match had already ended. And it dropped me down to like uh, 50, I think, which is really fucking weird. So, it dropped me down three places. This is before the, the last uh, patch they put in there um, added some extra 
um, like notches in the ladder system. So before it, a couple of weeks back, you could basically, um, whenever you'd level up, it'd probably take you one or two games to, to kind of get there. Now it's, it takes like, I think three or four matches per, uh, per rank to, to actually get up to another level, um, which is a bit frustrating for me. So I'm kind of powering through at the moment. Um, I'm trying to get back up there, but not doing too well because, yeah, like the kind of experiences you've had, I'm pretty much playing it solo, um, but I'm getting a lot of games where the other team is uh, paired up or, or they've got a group going. Um, and you can see that when you actually jump into the match, it, it shows you who's in a group and who isn't. Uh, I think that's something they do need to work on a, a bit better and try and balance that. Um, if like uh, obviously compare it to Dota, but with, with Dota in the competitive matches, if you do play a um a, a game with other people in your group then it's a separate ranking system to the to the solo yeah. matchmaking but also uh if you and they do mix and match so if i'm in a group if i'm in a group with people and um there's some people playing solo we can still be on the same team like it'll match us together but most of the time the other team will also have a group uh, of people so it's not like you've got one team where uh, there's five solo people. The other team is a group of three and a group of two. Like they will usually have the same sort of groups in both sides. Whereas Overwatch isn't doing that. It's just putting five people against five people. And if you're in a group, then you get a group. Um, it's more or less just let's try and average out your MMR and then throw you up against people, which I think is, um, yeah, it's definitely a disadvantage to people because too, too basic. Yeah. So there, there is a lot. I think it'd be easier in Overwatch too, because like when it comes to MOBAs, um, people even talk about having a different uh, ranking or a different rating according to what hero you're using. Yeah. So it's like if you're in a group, and um, you know, Hots was talking about at one stage, uh, and I bring everything back to Hots with MOBAs because it's the only one I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, they were talking about at one stage just having an automatic sort of. Uh, newly created combined rating for everyone who's in your group who queues up at the same time. So it's like if you and I play mm -hmm. regularly, but we bring in this new third person into the mix, then we create a new rating uh, for us three as a group, which automatically happens. But then that, they were talking about like on, on top of that, it's like what heroes are we using and what are our skill levels with those heroes? So there's so many variables to it. I got to think it's actually a little bit easier with Overwatch. Um, given the fact that you can just sort of like swap and change mid-match. Yeah. I guess the um, the new thing they put in there as well is that you can't stack heroes anymore. So that yeah. kind of makes things a little bit better. And that was something that we were talking about before the game was out that they needed to look into in competitive side, but they yeah, seem very they stubborn. Like five Torborns and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, because like in some situations, it'll come down to a coin flip and all you need to do is just get to the first, um, you know, if it's a um, like a, a push the objective type thing, you only need to get to the first spot and that's it. So they would just make, you know, a team full of tanks and just run in there and, right. and you can't do much about that because all you need to do is just kill them and that was it because the enemy team spawns so far away and you're much closer. Um, so all they have to do is like be a tank and stand on it. Yeah, pretty much. Or just get five tanks and everybody run at it and try and kill people. You'll eventually push your way through. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, all you need to do is win one point. Uh, so, 
just stuff like that. They need to. I, I think next season should be a lot better in the competitive side. It's just very unbalanced at the moment, and they've got they're sort of working on it. But um, yeah, there's still some really terrible problems that that game has in the competitive scene. Yeah. Uh, um, somehow they just need to fix the other the other niggling issues. Like if you're a team and you're all on a cap, and then one guy runs off and decides he's going to take on two or three guys by himself. Just the ability to mute the stupid, like, I need healing, I need healing request that <laughs> yeah. you're sending, like, across the map. It's like, no, you come you come to me, buddy. Problem solved. But Where are they the lighter side heals, of you noobs? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm curious to see what happens next season when they do the placement matches again, like, where I kind of end up. Because I just don't think it's a... Uh, it's yeah. working too well at the moment as well. Like if I'm, I wouldn't if, trust it if it's from Blizzard, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm playing a lot of games where I am. Um, like most games, I'll have I'll be at the top of my team. I'll have three golds and a silver or something like that. And I'm just like I don't understand how this is constantly happening. But um, you mm. know, maybe we'll lose or something like that. Surely, if it was more evenly matched, I wouldn't be experiencing that every game. Maybe every once in a while, I would, um, you know, be getting golds, but or silvers at least. But like all the time, without a like, <laughs> without a break in between, like it's always seems to be the same case. Uh, yeah. So I think there's something that they haven't done properly in that background, um, which hopefully gets improved a bit more in the next season. Because even in Starcraft, uh, I, too, I went. Sorry, good. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, even StarCraft so 2 wasn't great. Like, the placement and the ranking system and all that. Like, the only reason the ranking system sometimes made sense in StarCraft 2 was <clears throat> the fact that it was an illusion. Like, the whole silver and gold and diamond and all that yeah. didn't actually mean anything. It's just what they were telling you. Um, and two people who were of equivalent skill, one might actually be gold and one might be diamond. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's just all about a feeling of progression. So it was never really I, I don't think they do like properly competitive rankings. They they don't know how to do it yet. Yeah. Like if I go at a damage class or anything like that and I'm, you know, getting a, a gold in damage or and a gold in kills and that sort of stuff then all right, fair enough, but if I was if I was in a damage class and I look at what I'm what I'm doing and I don't have any medals, then I can obviously point to that and say, well, I played like shit. Um, we probably deserve to, to, um, to lose that round. But if it, you know, it's, that's, that doesn't seem to be the case. It's not like a one-off thing. It just seems to be every match. I'm always doing really well and we won't win sometimes. And it's like, mm. how much do I have to fucking destroy everybody? Like at what stage does, uh, you know, does getting kills and eliminations not matter? Like, what am I mm. supposed to do? Um, obviously, there's other people in the team that aren't doing objectives. Maybe they're not. Maybe the tank isn't pushing the the payload or, or something like that. Like I, I don't know what else you can do it to attribute it to, you know, getting better um, better ranking system in that game. It's mm. kind of hard to balance it out. I'm, I'm not sure what they do with it, but um, I just don't think it's right at the moment. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm amazing, but I went. I think I went six and four out of my ten. But two of those games today. Someone dropped out. That sixth spot didn't get filled. Hmm. And, you know, like, oh, I'm sure we could have, if we played better as a group of, you know, five against six, we probably could have turned it around. But 
it sucks to take a loss and have that count to your overall ranking when, you know, like, I guess I could have left the game too and just, you know, the guy quit, I'm going to quit too and try. Like, I just, you can't, you shouldn't do that. You should try to play and you should stick it out, but I shouldn't be penalized for essentially doing the right thing. And you can always build on that ranking. I know it's not the end of the world, but it kind of sucks. Like, if you are putting your everything into it and you're getting all these gold medals and you're, you're doing well and your team's doing well under the circumstances, it's mm. kind of it's kind of hollow. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Job's messaging me. I think he's he's around now. Let's um, see if we can drag him in. This should be interesting. I'm going to do a drunken rant about Overwatch rankings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll enjoy that. <laughs> oh, that photo. Hello. Hello. Mr. Job, we were just ranting about Overwatch. What have you got to say? Oh, uh, you know, um, they've buffed McCree so much that he is now getting... I've I played like three fucking games today where he got 70% of the kills for his team. Yeah. You just basically stand back. I played him a bunch as well. He's, he's uh, just like crazy. Him. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, you can. there's no drop-off on his fucking range. Oh, there is drop-off over extreme ranges, but it doesn't fucking matter. Because, yeah, nobody engages at extreme ranges. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, why, why measure things in that manner? Why measure short, medium, long range, and then if the entire game takes place from short to medium range? Stupid. The only time is it just a map thing? Is there yeah, just no long range in the maps? It's the level design. I mean, the, the only time, like, as Black Widow, Black Widow, Widowmaker, you have to actually, like, find specific long range positions yeah. to take advantage of it. Right, otherwise, right. otherwise, yeah, like, you're pretty much always engaging at medium. Everyone is. It's fucking ridiculous. Hmm. <laughs> I knew you'd be excited about Overwatch talk. Uh, I, I I managed to drag. I've managed to drag myself up to rank fifty-seven now. Wow, I've gone the opposite direction. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm down to forty-nine. Or oh, I was at fifty. I think after that disconnect, I'm at forty-nine or forty-eight now. Well, yeah, you're fucked now. That's the <laughs> yeah. that's the bad zone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yep. Enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Now you'll just keep getting shitty teammates who don't want to do anything to help anyone. Yeah. That's where I'm at. The seventh circle of Elo Hell. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you we should get out. We should play it together so we can... Okay. <laughs> I've got someone else that can do something. I'll be on your team so yeah. we can drag you back up. And- I will kill things and you just stand on the payload. That's all I need someone to do. Just stand on the payload and push it. I'll kill everything. All right. Sounds good. Sweet. Cool. Uh, uh, how you sorry, going? Sorry I was late. Uh, I thought it was Monday. I was convinced it was Monday. Uh... <laughs> I have a deadline tomorrow. <laughs> that, uh, nah, screw that. Let's have a five-hour podcast. <laughs> you have a deadline on Tuesday. Fuck. Did I mention uh, how many more games I've been playing, Luke? Oh, I've actually been playing so many games. That doesn't even make sense. How could you be playing more games, Chung? Just in the space of yeah, when the podcast started to now, I've played about, oh. about five more games. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mobile sure. games. So uh, you're going to be here for a while. Steve hasn't been on since 2012, so he's got a lot. Oh, he's got stacks. Hmm. How much? Of, yeah, how we got to go through every single one. Sorry, what, what have I missed? Uh, uh, not much. We're just cool. talking about Overwatch first game. Oh, perfect! 
Yeah. Steve, tell us about Fallout 4. And you play you play Overwatch um, console, don't you, Steve? We already talked about that. We already talked about that. I do, and we have. Um, right, well, whatever. I, I finished. I'm I'm level fifty two. I finished my uh, progression matches. But you can just you just listen to this whenever it comes out. You yeah. can uh, give me a call. We can talk about right, the stuff I'll, you missed because you were late. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> uh, tell us why, <laughs> in the name of God, you're playing Fallout Four. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. To be honest. Uh, Fallout 3 had the best DLC I think that has ever been released for a game up until this point. Not even talking back in 2012, I'm talking right now. Um, and Far Harbor was pretty good, but Vault Tech Workshop is just trivial. I don't understand how Bethesda could put that out and decide it w- it's worth anyone's time. It's four fetched quests, four new crafting stations that you can build and this you know the big selling point was you're supposed to be able to make your own vault yep. it's basically just a settlement like any other with a couple extra bits and pieces you can build to make it look more like a vault so like i think it's only like 10 bucks but it's just like 10 bucks you shouldn't give bethesda and it's just like a slap in the face to everything that was good about fallout 3 dlc makes me sad <laughs> The only good thing is you can make a vault boy girl, a vault boy and a vault girl statue and put it in your settlement. But if you think that's worth ten bucks, you should also get slapped in the face. Mm. Like a giant statue? No, like size of, comparable in size to the one that Bethesda <laughs> always brings out at like the conventions, E3 yeah. and stuff now. So like human sized. Yeah. I also feel- with a girl option. Okay. Hmm. It's. Uh, I might buy that. It's. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's a joke. Jeez. So hang on. So I hope so. Do you pick out where you want this vault to go, or nope. stuff like that? You get a quest uh, radio beacon, and you go to Vault 88, and the front's the same, and you get in kind of past the initial bit, and it's just a big excavated cave system and i played on xbox you you know you hit the options button to go into crafting mode and you can deconstruct the train wrecks and the walls and the scaffolding that they have in that area and then you can knock down a couple like landslides and go to different extra corners of this excavated cave system and that's half the story right there the next bit is Vault 88's big, you know, like vault gimmick was that it runs experiments. But in the end, you craft four little like experiment stations and that's it. And then you're just supposed to build a vault, I guess. But it's so much like every other settlement. And I hated doing settlements in the first place. Like I will never go back to Vault 88 again. Is that dude? If I could burn it down. Is that dude there? Telling you about shit constantly. He's like Preston Garvey. That's it. Preston. Now there's a, there's a new overseer that you eventually like take the job from. I see. And she's just a sadistic woman. But uh, I was I was trying to play as a nice guy. So you can do like these experiments and be horrible to these these new vault dwellers that you attract. But I was trying to be a nice guy, so I was just doing nice things to them. It was just boring. It took me about an hour and a half. And that's because I was doing like video capture and 
trying to find something of, of value, but it's just filler. Just utter filler. Damn. Mm. This seems like they so just... I've been more upbeat about it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like they're just pushing out stuff for it now. Well, Far Harbor was good. Like, Far Harbor was like... Um, Man, I can't think of any of the DLC for Fallout 3 now. Point Lookout and all those ones. Like, uh, new areas to explore. Yeah. Proper, like, actual content. A great story. And just, they're phoning it in, which is so strange. Yeah, because they, they did all that stuff at E3 where they showed off what was coming. And it just seemed like gimmicky things. Like, not actual, like, mission content or anything. It was like, hey, here's a, a you know, a, a park you can go to. Um and visit I can't itself. imagine that there's like a big group of people that play Fallout that are just demanding new crafting systems and stuff like that. I think most of us who played like exploring and like, you know, the combat and going and being your own protagonist in this wasteland. And they've just completely tried to sell these new crafting systems like we've all demanded them and we're like salivating for more. And it's just strange yeah well that's unfortunate um man i don't know i hope they do an elder <laughs> scroll really soon <laughs> with a new um with a new engine like that's all i want just make it better come engine. on they're not gonna do another engine they have to that engine is shit like it's terrible now they'll keep using it for fucking ever like what what They'd have to, the amount of work that would go into creating a brand new engine, oh my god. Like, there's there's no way they'd make that money back. Uh, just put a hundred mods on it. Yeah, like, and resell it as a fucking HD re-release or whatever. Skyrim with a hundred mods looks pretty good. Yeah. It does, yeah. But at least it, like, works. There's so many problems with Fallout 4, well, on PC anyway. I don't know about console, but... Just weird shit. Weird shit happening. If they made an Elder Scrolls with a combat system, I'd play it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd fucking... I'd waste away playing it if it had a decent combat system. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it'd be stupid. Um, mm. But yeah. but instead, we're going to get Legends. Oh, <laughs> what a good segue. Oh, that is that a segue? That is a segue. Yeah. Is that the card game? Yeah, yeah, the card game. Have you seen much of it? No. That's just what they showed at uh, E3, I guess. Right, yeah. I think the embargo is going to lift on Thursday, so I think it'll be cool to talk about it. But I've been playing the the game of the weekend. Yep. Um, uh, Yeah. um, On the night of install, which was Friday night, I had a, a net zero of sleep. Um because I was playing Legends, and it's very addictive. Hmm. So um, literally did not sleep. I had to work at 11 at the escape room and uh, <laughs> just went in. And then I came home after work, and then I played a few more games and then slept. And then woke up at 3 a.m. and just played more. It's pretty addictive. Um, I don't know. I got a bit more addicted to it than I got to... Uh, Hearthstone even but um, it's it's very much like Hearthstone um, it copies like 
so much stuff down to like bizarrely specific stuff like uh it's got like a like a three two crocodile um for the same amount of mana and almost the exact same crocodile art on one of the cards um so it it kind of even goes beyond just like making hearthstone players feel comfortable and it's like why did you have to go to that level of of borrowing um but uh yeah so i mean you know it's got the uh mana crystal thing so mana is kind of like handled for you um uh, it's got all the same keywords like you know um they don't even change the words sometimes but it's got all the same ideas like um your your taunters uh, um, now it's called guard and stuff like that um you know your death touch and all that kind of crap um there's like only one or two new things in that regard um but uh the the things that mainly set it apart are there's two lanes um left lane and a right lane and so if you play a creature into one of the lanes they can't attack the other lane um so it's basically like two different game boards Mm. and uh one lane, the standard form of play is like one lane is the normal lane and the other lane is a shadow lane. So if you play a unit into the shadow lane, it has cover for one turn, uh, which means it can't be targeted by other creatures. So if you've got like a 4-1 that you want to protect until they can do damage, you put them in the shadow lane um, so it can't be attacked and then, you know, at least you'll get one turn of it doing four damage. Um, and then, you know, in the campaign, they've got a big big long story campaign they kind of play with that idea a little bit and they have um uh like a a windy lane where it's like if you play a creature into there it might get blown over into the other lane and then the arena mode has some different ones too like uh, they've got a hall of mirrors lane where if there's no creatures in that lane then the next creature you play into it gets doubled um so there's a few ideas like that that are a bit interesting Um, but the biggest thing I think that has an effect on the gameplay, even though that's kind of big, uh, the biggest thing was it's a rune system (coughs) where, um, uh, you start at 30 health and then for every five health that you lose, a rune explodes and it means you can draw a card, uh, instantly. So, um, basically on the way from 30 health to zero, you get five free card draws. Which in like if you said that in Magic or Hearthstone, like you you know you'd see how big of a deal that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on top of that, some cards have a keyword keyword called prophecy, where um, if the card that you draw on a rune explosion has prophecy, you get to cast it instantly for free. Uh, so it could be like a direct damage on a unit that has yet to attack. So it's going to like disrupt their attack, and you know it could be any number of things. Um, so that really it's a, it's a comeback mechanic and um it uh, it really slows down aggression um and i found that a lot of aspects of the game were set up to really emphasize board control um there's a for example there's a lack of there's less aoe and less board wipes than there are in uh, hearthstone um a lot of the aoe that does exist is lane specific um, so with less board wipes, there's more of a emphasis on board control. And then when you do get board control, 
the free card draw that your opponent gets and the potential free casts that your opponent gets um, quickly ensures that the emphasis comes back to board control. So you only get like one or two turns of getting damage in before it's like, all right, I really need to concentrate on clearing their creatures again now. Uh, and there, I, I had a couple of moments where I was like, I actually thought that I attacked too strongly and like I had creatures with drain and stuff like that. So I'd be on like 40 health and they'd be on like 10. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to go for the kill. Uh, and that's like almost always the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you really have to come back to, okay, even if I'm ahead, I need to concentrate on board control. And um, by that point in the game, they're going to have such a card advantage over you because you're not going to start getting the free card draws until you get down to 25 health. So um, there's not a lot of card draw in the um, in the cards that they give you. There's not a lot of, um, you know, like uh, Tempo. play a card to draw three cards. Like uh, Magic yeah. has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, card advantage in the late game becomes a serious thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, very addictive. Uh, I came across a lot of RNG. Um, for the first two hours, I didn't see any. Um, and I was like, holy shit, I could actually play this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, then it started coming. And uh, they kind of like, they kind of ramp it up slowly. Like the first little bits of RNG that you come across are like, it's kind of like acceptable, manageable RNG. It's like, all right, you know, some of it, just depends on the inherent RNG involved in the deck shuffle, which is okay. Mm. Um, like you might have a card where it's like you play a three, three, actually every single color of magic has a card like this where it's like you play a three, three. And then if the top card of your deck is the same color, uh, it gets a bonus. So it might be like, it's now a four, four with death touch or something like that. Um, so, you know, that's just randomness that's inherent in the deck shuffle, and you do have control over that. You know, if you've got a 50-50 deck, then it's going to be a 50-50 chance. Uh, I was playing an exclusively blue deck at one point, so I got it every single thing, every single time. Um, but then there's other stuff, uh, even stuff like uh, target random enemy creature. Even that I'm kind of okay with because it can be manipulated. Um, like in Hearthstone, there's some cards where it's like, you know, they do that uh, only if there's four or more creatures. And I'm like, mm. no, fuck that. Uh, then you deliberately can't manipulate it. Uh, but this one, it's like, it, it can be a little bit interesting because it's like you'll have a unit that you can sacrifice and then it has like a a thing that it does when it dies. Uh, and then it might uh, target a random uh, enemy creature, but that can then go across lanes. So then it becomes a little bit interesting. It's like, do I want to sacrifice this creature to affect the other lane? Because it's the only way I can do that. But it might be a 50-50 chance if it hits that creature or the opponent. Um, so it's getting it's like it's getting worse at that stage, but I can still kind of handle it. And then it gets into the real stinkers, um, the real summon random creature type bullshit. And then I'm like, all right, you've lost me. You've <laughs> officially lost me with all that. Um and there's a lot of, you know, when you start getting a lot of cards, you, you see a lot of it. Um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, enchantments that are like for every single creature you play, um, uh, give it a random keyword. Uh, or like there was one that was like, draw three random cards out of your opponent's deck. 
And um, there's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of summon random creatures as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I've had matches that were purely decided on that. Like, it, it really sucks, too. Like, when there's a close match, it's like you're neck and neck, equal skill. And then uh, I had one last night where it was, it was, it was exactly that, like that. It was, it was very equal, very even. But in the end, it all came down to what random keywords his 12-12 got. Because I had been saving it. There's only one destroy target creature card in the game. I'd been saving that yep. card um, purely for if he brought out something like Hang a 12, 12. There was only one in your game, or there is only one in general in the game. There's only one in general in the game. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So um, there's there's a lot of like uh, deal three damage to target, and there's a lot of deal two damage to target. Uh, but there's only one outright destroy target creature card, and that belongs to the yellow endurance magic set. That's fucking bananas. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, there's things you can do. There's still things. It's just more about board manipulation. So it's like uh, you have to, like, if you have a, if there's a 4-4 given in trouble and you you only have a thing that does three damage, it means you have to somehow get that guy down to three health yeah. uh, before you can do the uh, the direct damage spell. But um, in a situation like this where it's like I had been saving this thing all game deliberately for this purpose and then he had a he had that enchantment that I talked about where it's like every single creature that he gets gets a random keyword. Um, he brought out the 12-12 and um, I was all ready to, to cast the spell on it and then the random keyword that it got was charge, hmm. um, which was literally the only thing that would have saved him. And it was a one out of, I don't know, one out of seven chance or something like that. One out of eight. Um, but yeah, whole match came down to that. Other than that, it was, you know, it was a pretty tight contest. So, you know, that sort of stuff seals it for me. It's like, you know, it's a well-made game. Um, a lot of fun. People will enjoy it. People will get addicted. But I'm going to walk away from it for those reasons. Other than that, like, it, it, it also copies the really good stuff about Hearthstone. Like, um, the way everything's really clearly laid out so you can understand it all. And um, like the the cards sort of wind up and then ram the other cards like with a lot of weight and stuff, uh, so you can really feel it. So all that good stuff's there, but um, you know, don't know why they had to copy the bad parts too. What what what? Like, can you see any reason why someone would get this instead of just getting Hearthstone? I mean, Hearthstone's um, got shitloads of balancing already done. Uh, hmm. Millions of players, a mobile app that yeah. mostly works. Uh, like, yeah, like, well, can you see any reason? I can certainly see reasons that people will try it yep. because the lane system and the rune system, you know, it might intrigue people and they'll they'll go and play it, uh, and you know, then they'll make a decision. But uh, you know, it's yeah, it's certainly not as fleshed out as Hearthstone is. There's a lot of card synergies that kind of don't have enough cards that exist yet to make that synergy worth targeting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's like, it's just not worth going for, um, for certain things. Cause it's like, Oh, there's only like three cards that, that affect that. So it's like, why? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, certainly they should have done more to differentiate themselves. And, um, you know, there's there's a certain there's certain things that I would do <laughs> to differentiate it, uh, mostly when it comes to RNG and stuff like that. But it really looks like they were playing Hearthstone, taking notes, 
you know, maybe they got a brief mm. from from on high saying like this game is successful. I want you to copy it to the letter and come up with like two features that differentiate it. Yeah, it is good. Like I do like the sort of uh, like the the actual new features that are there. I do like like you know. Uh, trying to deal with problems in the field lane while creating problems in the shadow lane. It's a, it's a fun new thing. It doesn't have as big of an effect as it sounds like. Like I actually think the rune system has a much bigger effect on the way matches go. Um, just that five card draws is massive. Uh, and the way you're, you're trained to play, you know, like if you're a magic player, you're like, you can come up with decks where it's like you, you bring out a lot of flyers and then you're going over the top of their blockers. And if they can't do anything about it, then you just whittle them down. Uh, that sort of gimmick is not really possible here. It's like they have a way that they want you to play. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's just the game. So even Hearthstone, I think has, is a lot more options for creativity. Like in, in legends, there were times when I wanted to do some creative stuff, like buff an enemy to get it over the threshold. So it's like, uh, you know, kill target unit that has a certain amount of power type of thing. Um, couldn't do it. Like, couldn't couldn't use that buff on that enemy. Um, so I was like, oh, it's a bit shit. Um, so they do have those cards that are like, there's there's one card that's like, uh, uh, kill target unit if its power is two or below. Um, that's also a yellow card. <laughs> so okay. Yellow's full of those. Uh, yeah. Still working on it, I guess. Hey. They're still working on it, I guess. Yeah, it's still closed beta. Yeah. So, um, and there was a bit of feedback, but, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, it's, it's that, that old thing where it's like, there, there's things that they'll fix before it's out, and there's things that, that are going to stay the same. Um, like they'll fix the bugs and they might bring out some more cards, but the design of the game is going to be the same. Um, so it needs more and, and, you know, things like this, I'm, I'm even when it's a preview, like I'm comfortable criticizing these things. Cause it's like, they're not going to strip out every RNG card. They're not going to change the core design of the game. This is pretty much what it is. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, if you, if you don't like RNG, you might want to check out Gwent. Yeah, right. And, uh, I don't know, man. I just don't understand why they're even doing it. Right? Like, it's a saturated <laughs> market, and they don't sound like they've got any new ideas. So you're gonna laugh, man. Like when you actually see the art on some of the cards, and <laughs> it's just you're playing the same game. Wow. Well, it's a bit less cutesy. Yeah. But um, yeah. What's like the crocodile is the prime example. If you look at the art on the crocodile card, it's like, did you copy pasta? Or <laughs> <laughs> damn, cool. Uh, what do we got next? We Ghost have... in the shell. <laughs> Ghost in the oh, shell. Yeah. It's about how this doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> how much fun you have with this? I saw a trailer for that. I'm interested. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell first assault. Uh, who told you it didn't work? Was this Nathan? Yes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, his experience might have been different to mine. We didn't play in the same session. Ah, fair enough. <clears throat> no, I played it, uh, at a, on a midnight session, so this is a preview. Um, 
so yeah, this is a, a well, it's going to be a free to play game um, based off of the anime series, which I know absolutely nothing about. Um, I think they're up to like nine seasons or something, maybe. I don't know. Can anyone confirm this? I know. Um, I can Google I it watched, if you want, but that's about it. I watched the movie. Okay. Uh, two decades ago, I guess. Uh, that's about all I know about Ghost in the Shell. Fair enough. Um, yeah. It was on during the, uh, you, know, you probably don't remember, but SPS used to do like a uh, cult classic. Yep. And uh, for like a month, all they did was anime cult classics like uh, uh, Akira and Ghost in the Shell and Aeon Flux. And there was one other one that we didn't watch because I think it was too boring. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It seems to be a very popular one, right? Like it's one that I always hear a lot about. Um, they're making a new film about it with yeah, Scar- Scarlet, right? Yeah. Oh, like Aeon Flux's film. Perfect. I'm sure it will be a winner. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Did you not see the Animal Flux? No. Is that, that was the one with... Um, Charlie's Theron? Yeah. She had like yeah. a black wig on or something. Is that right? I don't know. It was I a train. I didn't even see it. Anyway, uh, anyway. So tell us about Game of the Year 2016. <laughs> Show. Um yeah, so free-to-play game, uh, it is a multiplayer online game uh, with a bunch of different modes. We ended up checking out a mode called Ghost Assault, which is basically ghosts versus cyborgs uh, in hide-and-seek. Um, okay. Now, <laughs> there's two teams, right? One's... One team is the ghosts, the other one's cyborgs. The ghosts are trying to run around the environment, the map, um, for uh, three minutes and try and basically not get caught or killed by the cyborgs. Um, and they're invisible the entire time, so uh, the cyborgs can't actually see them uh, unless they walk up within like a meter or two meters of the ghost. That's when they can start to see these guys. Um, so the game begins. Uh, if you're on the ghost team, you basically just run and try and find a spot or try and avoid, uh, avoid the cyborgs. Um, and uh, while the cyborgs are running around, and they've got like a, a radar on their, on their HUD, um, which basically shows in front of them um, like, a, like a detection of, of which way uh, something is if they're nearby so it works kind of like the um uh like the alien stuff whereas you know if they're in like a 90 degree arc of you then it shows up on your map that there's something there but also whether if they're not moving it also shows up um and it's within a certain radius as well like it doesn't show it across the entire map so you've got to be within a certain range and so once this indicator actually comes up on the screen when you're a cyborg that's when you start trying to track it down and chase the ghost um, and then once you get into the radius of being really close, that's when you be able to see like this red highlight of the character and you can either, um, melee, melee them, which is a one, one, uh, hit kill, or you can start shooting them if you want to, but that's usually pretty ineffective. Um, and the idea of it is basically to wipe out the other team or, um, if you're a, 
um, a ghost try and survive until the, the time clock ticks down and that basically gives you a round win. Um, it's pretty much just a melee based type mode because you don't really have much ammo to start off with. You've got uh, a pistol as the ghosts, which has a very limited amount of ammo. Um, and that really doesn't do much damage to cyborgs. It pretty much is just a, a tool to, to use to slow them down. Um, if you've got two ghosts uh, with you and you decide to take on a cyborg, then you've got a pretty good chance of, of getting, uh, getting that cyborg killed. But you're going to run out of ammo and it's really not a good idea when you're up against a team of them. Um, so the, it kind of comes into play of having to figure out whether or not you want to team up with other people. You want to try and take down a couple cyborgs. Um, on the other team to kind kind of make the um, the number get numbers game a bit more even. Uh, otherwise, you can just pretty much just run and hide, which is what I did a lot of the time as a, as a ghost. And um, once the actual game gets down to about thirty seconds left on the countdown, then it spawns an item for each team. Uh, the ghosts get an assault rifle, which uh, has I think about thirty bullets in it, which does a bit more bit more damage to the cyborgs and it can kill them a bit quicker um whereas the cyborgs get a a tracking drone which then starts seeking out the ghosts and makes them a bit more easy to 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 kind of find um so yeah there's not really too much more to that mode that's pretty much it it's just hide and seek uh for for two different teams um and uh yeah, the actual, from what we I played, it was a really weird mode to be introduced to because like when you go into a, a like a preview, um, you know, especially a shooter, you expect there to be some shooting <laughs> or something yeah. like that. But this was pretty much just, uh, here's a mode where you don't shoot each other and you basically run around and not try and It sounds caught. like a mod. Yeah. It sounds like a mod and not a popular mod. <laughs> like a mod that would have a really dedicated fan base of 150 people. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's an interesting idea. Like I was having like a bit of fun with it, but at the same time like it's not something that I'd be like, well this is the mode I'm going to play from now on. I'm maining uh-huh. hide and seek mode. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, main- it sounds like the hide and seek game bit in a uh, Nintendo Land, which clearly, like uh, Legends and Hearthstone, they just played that and copied from the sound of it. Hmm. Why? Why wouldn't you? It sounds. Yeah. Look, uh, I'm not huge on Nintendo Land games, but um, <laughs> it sounds like it'd probably be an instant classic. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other thing is that when the um when the ghosts die or uh, yeah, sorry, when the ghosts die, if uh, you wait about 10 seconds and a item appears above the ghost and if a ghost goes over and starts to hack hack them, um, then they can revive the fallen ghost. Whereas if a cyborg manages to hack uh, that fallen ghost, then it uh, sends out another drone and it basically shows you where everybody else in the map is and you can start chasing them for a limited amount of time. It's a couple seconds, but it kind of gives you an idea of where people are. Um, so that also comes into a bit of a risk reward as well, because if, if a, a cyborg is actually in the middle of a hack, it makes it a lot easier from what it seemed to, to be, um, 
they seem to take more damage while you were shooting them when that happens. So I don't know if that was, uh, you know, just like a placebo effect type thing that I thought was going on, but it definitely felt like if somebody was hacking and they were getting shot, then they were taking a lot more damage. Um, but I couldn't really get that confirmed by the people that were in the room with us because there wasn't that many. Well, there wasn't a dev playing with us from what I could tell. Um, but yeah, like you said, it seemed it seemed more like a mod than a um, full fully fledged mode. Uh, but there do seem to be a lot more modes in the game. I just don't know what they are because mm. this is the one we were told to play, and that's what we ended up playing for two hours. Uh, but yeah, like just going on the whole mod aspect as well. Like I understand it's a preview and that sort of stuff, but um, it just seems very light. So there's not there didn't seem like there was much to do in there. Uh, there were pretty much the moment I got in there, I was like, all right, let's try and break this. Um, like it's a hide and seek game. There's got to be places that I can find that are re- going to be really dodgy. And the environments yep. are pretty bland and there's not really much going on in them. There's, you know, a couple pot plants every once in a while. There's crates throughout the place. Um, but it's not really, there's not really like places that you can hide behind things or like furniture or anything like that it's pretty pretty open areas uh but i was looking at some of the architecture within the world and uh managed to find some spots where i could jump onto certain objects that didn't look like you were able to jump onto and started breaking the game that way uh, which was quite entertaining on my end because the other team wasn't able to find me a lot of the time when they were uh, the cyborg uh there was one instance where there was like this um in one area of the map there was it was like a v pillar uh in the middle of a hallway that i jumped onto uh and then from that v pillar i would uh sprint and then sort of strafe jump or circle jump in um going back to like quake three days where you would circle jump around the place so uh, I would kind of avoid hitting, hitting the roof and then crouch just as I got the right arc and then land on top of a, a box that was attached to a wall or something like that. Um, and normally jumping from the ground, you couldn't get up there, but being able to circle jump and crouch and do all that sorts of stuff, I could get up there. And I would basically just sit there for the entire match and see what would happen. Uh, in one game, I had three of the cyborgs on the team standing directly below me just meleeing the wall because they couldn't figure <laughs> out what was going on for pretty much a minute and a half they were just running around in circles um <clears throat> and we were in discord at the time and one of the guys starts typing like i think the game's bugged it's telling us there's someone here but we can't uh we can't see them uh and i'm just cracking up this entire time because <laughs> there's three guys below me just stabbing air nice uh, Anyway, we ended up winning that that round, uh, and I did the same thing again. Uh, and then they were, were you recording that. No, because Shadowplay wouldn't record it for some reason. Gosh. I'm not sure why. Uh, so I started doing the same thing again next round because why not? Because I'm an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, "This this tracker is like it's bugged. It's still here. <laughs> they, they couldn't figure out what was going on." And then one dude eventually backed off a bit. And then started shooting at the box I was standing on. But I could tell where he was aiming, like, before he would shoot. So, I would just kind of duck. And um, so, I would crouch and then strafe out of the way. And that way, he couldn't hear my footsteps either. Because if you if you are ducking, then less sound. Um, yeah, and then eventually that got really 
uh, tire. So three guys standing there just shooting uh, at nothing. Uh, so I jumped out and then they freaked out all of a sudden. And, uh, and that's when I jumped it back into the V pillar and kind of crouched my way back up to the top near the roof. And then they just lost me again. They couldn't, f- like, from that part, they couldn't figure out where I went either. Um, so just weird things like that where it didn't seem like places you were supposed to be able to get to, but just by breaking it a little bit, I could kind of jump to weird spots. Uh, eventually, I did tell them in the chat that it wasn't, the game wasn't broken, and I just was being a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish I had footage of that because it was so funny. I was just losing it. It's so hilarious. Sometimes uh, when a like if a game's not working for me on Shadowplay, I enable the desktop option. Yeah, I have to turn off one of my monitors, unplug one of my monitors if I want to do that, which is a pain in the ass. I just wasn't sure if the game hadn't re- well, maybe it hadn't recognized that I was running a game or something like that. Right. Mm. Um. Yeah, that might be it. Like um. Or, yeah, just not a game that it recognizes. So I think if the desktop options click, then um, you're just recording anything that happens on the screen. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure about that game as an overall, like, package. Um, I know there's a lot of unlockables and um, different characters you could choose from and, and that sort of stuff. But judging from that preview, I don't know what the shooting is like because we weren't really doing any shooting um i don't like i don't really know what the other uh, environments are like um it's kind of hard to judge from such a small aspect of what you're shown and sort of something that's not really um you know the norm <laughs> it's a very strange uh way of showing but uh, i guess it it's you know props to them for showing something different like not a normal shooter all the time um mm. you know i it's not like i didn't have a fun time playing that but it just did seem very bare bones and like it's not something i would see myself playing all the time unless there was more to it um and maybe they do add a a few more things later on but in the state it's in the moment it's very bare Hmm. yeah yeah um nathan i think had a different opinion about it it's from what i heard he just he did not like it at all uh well yeah it barely worked for him and and like a lot of people in his play session were having issues. So, Yeah, we had people, I think three people that didn't end up playing. One guy kept getting an error. The other guy kept getting disconnected. I'm not sure what's happening to the other guy, but uh, all we really had going was a three versus three uh, most of the game. We did have a four versus three for a little while, but then they had to go because it was one o'clock in the morning in Australia by the time we got everything up and running. <laughs> Um, wow. And I was playing, well, I was pretty much, uh, with a, like 170 ping because they were in Europe, the servers. So everyone else was pretty low, but it didn't seem to, to matter too much. I was still just destroying everybody. That's what I do. As you were heard for job, I'm playing Overwatch. Um, anyway, so that's like Ghost in the Shell, First Assault. There's a beta of that starting, uh, this week. Um, by the time this comes out, you'll be able to play it if you want to check it out. If this glowing uh, <laughs> review of it entices you, I suppose. There might be more content. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I did see an email come out uh, like today or yesterday about the beta thing. So, yeah. Um, I might check it out if it's got some more modes, but otherwise, yeah. I'd probably give it a miss if it's the same thing. Fair enough. Uh, you've been playing Starbound. 
I have been playing Starbound. This is out now, right? It's, it's- it is. It hit version 1.0 um, I don't know, Saturday, I guess, um, which is bad, right? Because I didn't even realize it had gone to 1.0. I knew it was going to go leave early access at some point. Um, I knew it was coming, uh, and I knew it was coming within the space of a couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah. Wasn't sure when. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where it's been in early access since, like, 2013. So, it's been in early access for three years. And uh, you got to worry if they're actually going to get sales for their launch. Yeah. Now that it's actually out because there's no way they get that big launch pop, right? Like, there's no way people yeah. are like, oh, shit, it's out. I'm going to buy it. So, it sort of yeah. makes its way. So, the often they expect two big media shit. spikes. Yeah, right? And yeah, it's just a little bit unrealistic, I guess. But um at the same like by the same token, uh I'm ecstatic that it's out. I love this game. So Starbound is by the same people who made Terraria, um, which was a sort of side scrolling Minecraft, uh if you're not familiar with it. Um Terraria. Can- yeah. Are you English? Terraria. What, motherfucker? Continue. How do you pronounce it? Terraria. Terraria. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Cobber. Yeah, Terraria, which is sort of like a side-scrolling Minecraft. (laughs) Um, Sorry, craft? No, craft. Uh, And, um, yeah, so you sort of, you know, you dig around and you build a colony and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But Starbound is a little bit more, um, I don't know, directed. Uh, You can still do all the same shit. You can still, like, uh, at the moment, I'm currently, I've got a big farm going so I can sell crops to make money. Uh, I originally made the farm so I could grow food so I wouldn't die uh but yeah now now i'm selling crops and making money out of that and i'm mining asteroids making money out of that and stuff like that um so you can do all those kinds of things but at the same time you can like go on missions so i've got to go fight this fucking penguin thing um which is being just a massive dickhead and i've decided to make some money before i do that so i can buy some better armor Stuff like that. So basically what you're doing is you roll around a planet, you investigate it. Uh, a lot of times spelunking uh, in pitch black fucking caves. And then uh, you once once you've got what you need out of a planet, you jump onto the next one. You've got to make sure you've got enough starship fuel and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's systems. It's a systems game where you mm. like individual components might not sound that interesting like building a farm um maybe stardew valley or whatever the fuck is what you're all about but it's pretty good um but like if you want something a bit more then uh yeah this has farming and mining and crafting and spelunking and Starship fuel fucking extraction and all yeah. that kind of shit. Do, do you play with other people, like with seeds or something? Like, is that how it works? Uh, you can play with other people. You basically just um, host a server. Oh, okay. 
Um, but I'm not playing with other people at the moment. I don't know anyone else with it, I guess. Um, yeah. What is the um, population like? Like, How many people are playing it? That is a good question. Should we check Steam charts? Let's have a quick keys at Steam charts. Uh, Starbound is number nine at the moment. Wow, really? 26,445 people That's currently huge. playing. Yeah, our peak peak hours uh, peak players of sixty two thousand, which puts it would would put it shit up at fifth. Hmm. Um, at the moment, I would put it much higher than that at the moment. But um, yeah, it's doing well. Like it's 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 a fantastic game. Like effortlessly endearing. Uh, it does like music beautifully, and the animals are this weird sort of balance between cute and deadly where you sort of don't really want to attack everything when you land on a planet. You want to see if it's hostile first. And once you find out it's hostile, you fucking murder it. But it sort of encourages you to approach each new planet with a sort of cautious optimism towards the the wildlife on the planet. Yeah. Um, I hope No Man's Sky will be like that too. Yeah, me too. Uh, this like Starbound is sort of getting me back in the mood for No Man's Sky, and yeah. at the same time, I'm thinking about some of the shit I'm doing in Starbound, and I'm worried that No Man's Sky can't even, can't possibly live up to to what I'm playing here. I mean, like, it probably won't. No, but we're like it's a difference between a side scroller and a first person. Um, explorer slash shooter so like you know concessions think, need to be made but I don't know though like systems wise couldn't they include a lot more it's just I don't think they're go- they're, they're just going to be more of an exploration game yeah but hopefully yeah, I, know. I mean hopefully they do add more because I think it's going to like launch with not a lot to do really yeah um, and I'm a lot more interested in the tech behind the game but mm-hmm. yeah I don't know couldn't they just Add in a lot of Starbound-like systems. I, I would love for them to to chase after systems that allow you to settle and make money. Like, I, I, I'm still not 100% sure how important uh, trading is going to be in No Man's Sky because every time I watch one of the fucking trailers, it's footage I've already seen a billion times and I turn it off before I even <laughs> listen to anything. I think so. everything but the exploration is an afterthought in that game. That's what it looks like to me, where yeah. it's like trading, fighting, uh, the stuff on the planets, all that stuff. It's really like the game is just going to be flying to places and seeing shit and then going deeper and deeper into the galaxy and um, figuring out that it really is virtually endless. And then, yeah, it'll last you three days. And then you'll be like, okay, wish there was some systems here. Hmm. <laughs> But I yeah. still want to do it too, even though I know it's going to be like that. I still want to do it. Yeah, are you uh, keen for it at all, Steve? No Man's Sky. Oh, I kind of am, but I think I think Jung's pretty much hit it on the head. Like I want it to be all these things that it can't possibly live up to. Hmm. And <clears throat> I really just want a Star Trek game that actually is decent. And this is yeah. seeming like it could be something that sort of fills some of that void, but. I. Uh, it uh, looks pretty 
and I think I'm going to get bored very quickly. This is why you need a PC. You could play the MMR, Star Trek MMR. That's pretty decent. Well, I, I can I can play that on my service book, but ah. it's also coming to uh, Xbox and PS4. But it's an MMO, so I said I wanted a good Star Trek game. Yeah, like that's that's not even remotely comparable. <laughs> like what you want out of a Star Trek game is not what an MMO can deliver. I that, the whole the concept never even made sense to me. I mean, what anyone would want out of a Star Trek game, which is to boldly go. Like, you're not going to do it in a fucking MMO, are you? Like, a hundred thousand million other people are going to boldly go to that same fucking place while they blindly follow their quest markers. So, But then yeah. on the other hand, like, if you have a, like a universe like No Man's Sky, then you can't possibly have pieces of interactive fiction in all the places that you can go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's true. So you're just going to be going... Weird- Okay. I was just going to say it's just you're just going to be going to places and looking at shit. That's about as far as it can go, unless they can figure yeah, out some like kind of automated storytelling system. There's two kind of extremes to it, I guess. There's like No Man's Sky, which it feels like you're going to be filling in, you know, some narrative just from your imagination. Which you know, mm-hmm. there's there's something to be said for that. That's great. And then I guess the other extreme is something like Eve Online, where I feel like you need a commerce degree to even <laughs> consider jumping in. So, yeah. like, there needs to be some sort of middle ground. And I have no idea what that is, but that's what I desperately, desperately want. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or just a Star Trek game. It's not shit. <laughs> yeah. Not, not the new Star Trek. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but... I liked Beyond. Did you not like the newest movie? I I liked it as an action movie. Yeah. Not as a Star Trek. I thought it was weak on sci-fi. A little bit. Now, you're watching the new Star Trek movies, just like leave your brain at the door and hope that this TV series that comes out in January is going to be good. Actually, I know this isn't video, right? Did anybody see that trailer, by the way? Mm. No, I don't watch trailers. I haven't seen (laughs) it. It's, but I'm excited so to like, this, like I wanted to ask some people if it's actually going to be good or not. Uh, like Brian Fuller's running it, it seems like it could be good, but like without giving too much away, the ship design, which couldn't, which it might not even be the final ship design, it turns out was teased at Comic Con, and mm. it's it's a very ugly ship design, <laughs> and not going to sell any toys. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can read into it and kind of figure out or think you can figure out where it's set, and it's just like to me to me anything other than something set beyond the timeline we've already seen is pointless because you know that whole thing with prequels you know they gotta kind of wedge a square peg into a round hole sometimes and just like just show me new stuff I want new things I don't need to kind of twist around some canon and and make things work and, and be dramatic. Just something new and good. Yeah. So they can put cameos in there or something. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the the original series, they're kind of running out of cameos that they can do. They're running yeah. out of cast members. But, like, you know, it's a TV series. You get Patrick Stewart in there for, like, a 20-second little cameo, and it'd be great. Yep. Mm. Everyone would lose their shit. Um, I couldn't... Um, get over some things in the movie where it was like they just go through like some kind of nebula 
there's rocks everywhere and then they they say they're in uncharted space and then one minute later they're like we need to go to warp speed like in uncharted space with rocks right next to you yeah yeah it seemed like a good idea there's so much (laughs) i don't understand about warping in the star trek universe because they just like kirk's solution to fucking everything is (laughs) warp go to warp speed and you're like yeah i don't like you don't know where that's gonna put you but at least it looks super cool now in these new movies looks looks amazing who cares like you know about the science or any realism it looks perfect (laughs) i was just a bit surprised like because when i saw that simon Pegg wrote it like his name came up at the end as a writer yeah and i was like i just thought he'd be a bit stronger on the sci-fi and i also thought like his lines i guess it's it's one for the old star trek fans but i just thought his scottish accent was really overdone yeah and his sayings and all that yeah. and i was like you wrote it <laughs> i don't know well they had to they, they so they timed it for the 50th anniversary and they so what was his name it's either kurtzman or orty orky whoever they they were the team that wrote a whole bunch of stuff and they helped they wrote into darkness and they were brought on and then one of them left and the other one left he was going to direct it he got tossed out the fast and the furious director came in so like i'm I'm actually i'm not trying to make excuses for it but it Mm. seems like they pieced together the story pretty quickly and to me this third movie feels the most like the original series than either one before it which like i guess it wasn't that hard to to be more like original star trek compared to the other two movies but it's mm. seeming like a step in the right direction. Who even knows if they're going to make a fourth one? But well, they did are. you see the uh, the trailer that like basically revealed the end? Yeah, no, I still haven't watched it. Was on Gizmodo. It was like uh, I think it was the trailer they were shown in the U.S. or something. But basically, like this, you know, I won't say, but like this twist type stuff that happens, and most of the footage in the trailer came from like the last 10 minutes of the last 15 minutes of the movie or something. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. And that's why you don't watch trailers. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, back to games. Yeah. Sorry uh, to rail that. <laughs> anything else about Starbound job? Uh, did I say the music is fucking <laughs> phenomenal? Uh, yes, you did. I am like genuinely weighing up whether or not I buy the soundtrack. I fucking love the music in it. Um, I found myself like alt-tabbing away uh, while on planet and uh, just writing with the music in the background. Mm. It's just awesome. I really like it. Um, yeah. You can buy the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I haven't. So cool. what ebbs? Uh, and yes, yeah, Blunking. I fucking, every time I play one of these fucking games, I just forget how much I love fucking digging through caves underground and then like fucking up uh, and falling into some lava or some shit and then like panicked trying to chart the same fucking winding path that I took last time. Because I never like go, I know, never go spelunking with any fucking plan. It's always, I'll go, oh yeah, this cave looks fine. Let's go have a look. Uh, oh, look, there's something I want. Uh, I'll go dig in that direction for a bit and then I'll fucking zigzag my way through the underbelly of some fucking planet until uh, eventually like I've created the most haphazard path to get back and I'll just be like, 
well, now I've got to fucking race back to all my shit because I just dropped it on death. Uh, let's see what I can do. And then I fucking power on down. And yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Scrapes. Still oh, buy scrapes. Yeah. Have I'm not scrapes dead yet. yet. Somehow I'm not dead. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I'll, I won't talk for too long about it because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's interested in it. Um, but um, quick refresher from last week. Scrapes is the MMORTS where you have to code the AI of every one of your units and structures. Um, and uh, I've been... Uh, I mentioned, I think, last week that um, I was in my little room and then to expand to another room, you then have to adapt all of your code to include multiple rooms like instead of just making everything a search for what's in the room like telling your unit okay search for the energy source in the room um you have to uh, adapt all your code to to account for the fact that you are now in multiple rooms um so i've done that and i expanded to my right and uh, i had to fight some dude to get that room because he was like he wasn't he didn't have a base in there but he was like harvesting in there uh, so the first time I tried to set up shop, uh, he sent a, a massive dude to come kill all my dudes. Um, <laughs> and uh, then the first time I tried to do that, like I, I tried to, I took the room controller, which means I claim the room and I can build structures in it. And then I built a spawner straight away so I could start spawning units. And that's when he came. Uh, and I was like halfway through building a, a defensive tower. Um, so... Second time around, I uh, still had the room controller. Um, I like I noticed that he he still had dudes in there. So like he because creeps expire after a while; they only live for a certain amount of time. And then beyond the expiry period, he was still sending more people in there just to st- stand guard over it. Um, but then the server went down for a while, and um, when the server came back up, I tried again. Um, no one was there, so. I took the room controller. I built this tower straight away. Uh, now I've got a, a fairly big base in the second room. Um, he didn't come and challenge me. And uh, he's got like three rooms to my right that are like really big. And he has really big bases in them. And then I later found out that um, there was like one dude in the middle of all of that dude's uh, bases who like had one really well-defended uh, base and uh, the guy to my right I call him the black hole guy because his logo is just a black circle um, and the black hole guy was basically in the process of taking over this other guy that was right next to him on the other side so I was like okay that's why he hasn't turned his attention to me uh, he's just taken over this other guy and then when he looks back to his left I think I'm pretty much done for um, and then the guy to my left is even more huge um, but you know Still fun. I uh, still adapted my code to include the two rooms. Um, I've built up uh, some uh, tower defense style uh, mazes for him to get into my base. <laughs> and um, I haven't seen anyone do that yet. And there's probably a good reason for that, but I don't know what it is yet. So I'm going to make my own mistakes. Sure. And uh, I'm going to see... <laughs> What how, how he codes his attackers to um to take out my base because I'm kind of relying on the fact that like um like what a lot of people do is they have like a simple 
automatic pathfinding thing where it's like, you know, calculate quickest route to enemy creeps. Um, and then if there's no path, then they'll destroy the wall that's blocking them. Um, so instead of allowing them to destroy the wall, like there is a path, it's just a really long windy path. And the whole time my towers are going to be uh, sort of raining down on them. So hopefully that works, but uh, we'll see. Mm. It's It'll be an interesting thing. Um, and I've learned a few other defensive tricks in the process. So we'll see if I can defend this thing. Um, and now like the next stage, other than expanding some more, which is impossible because like this giant, people on either side of me the next stage is mining these special minerals that are in both rooms and um you can combine them to give your creeps specific bonuses unfortunately the ones that are in my two rooms now if i combine the two all i get is a healing bonus um, which is not exactly what i want uh healing bonus is great for attacking because um if you have like a couple of big melee units that are attacking a wall uh, and while their towers are sort of like hammering you, you can just heal while that's happening. Um, so that's what healers are useful for. But on the defense, uh, not so much. So um, yeah, but I'll do it anyway, just to you know, just to code it and make it work and have it. Uh, yeah. Mm, cool. I'm pretty keen to see how my tower defense strat goes. I, I, I haven't seen anyone to. I'm surprised no else nobody else has done it. I mean, you are sort of, uh, I guess if anyone was going to implement it, it would be the man, the man of tower defense. <laughs> yeah. The uh, tower defense guy. Yeah. And at the end of the, um, at the end of the winding path, there's a big swamp that they're going to move really slow through. Nice. So, uh, it's looking pretty good. And then I'm also going to do that, that skirmisher thing that I talked about where it's like, uh, I noticed before the units that this guy likes to send are big melee units that move slow. So um, I'm going to code some units that constantly move backwards while doing ranged attacks. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun Great watching chance. it all go to shit. What? Hopefully you get to actually see it happen and it doesn't just happen while you're asleep. Well, everything's recorded, so you can always. Oh, okay. Back. Yeah. Cool. That's handy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm still never, ever, ever going to play this game, but it does sound <laughs> spectacularly it's interesting. A, a very common Screeps experience is waking up with everything dead <laughs> and your entire base wiped out. So you can go check the recorded thing of like, who fucked me up? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Uh, I've been doing a game for Survivor. <clears throat> which Steve sent me, I think, last week. Steve yeah. uh, It's called this... Yeah, Steve Vore. Uh It's called <laughs> This is the Police, which is uh, an independent um, game from a, a new studio. Uh, and I think this is their first game that they've made, um, which was kickstarted, uh, I think it was last year. Let me just check quickly. I have no idea. Um... Doesn't say on here. Strange. Mm. No, it must have been longer than last year because it says here the delivery date was estimated as December 2015. So they're a bit oh, off. Yeah. No, that sounds like <laughs> a solid Kickstarter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's a game where basically you play as Duke Nukem. What? No. 
Uh, he's the voice actor of the main character. Oh. Uh, so you play as a police detective. Uh, John St. John. John St. John. You play as a uh, police chief who is um, six months away from retirement. Oh. Uh, and the mayor has basically said, like, uh, this will be your replacement. It's of obviously someone he doesn't like the replacement um and he's pretty much just like look just don't fuck things up um do your job and you know you'll get your your big pay out of it uh and it's it's actually a really it starts off really weird it, it starts off like this graphic novel like a, a comic book style um storytelling experience and then you you go into a press room and there's a bunch of um media that asks you questions and you have to make decisions on what your answers are going to be that's all voice acted which is really cool um and it's got a really unique interesting art style to it and, and then once you actually get into the game it becomes this like simulation type uh simulation type game where you're making choices and, and kind kind of managing a lot of different situations uh and it, it goes by day-by-day -day basis so as the police chief, um, you get this overview of the map, um, and every day um, you have a, a roster of police detectives and officers that you have to assign different tasks, and they go off during the day, and you might get a robbery at some stage, and, and up on the screen will flash a um, you know an indicator to say there's 30 seconds left for you to make this decision, and you click on the button, and you've got to select which officers you want to send out, uh, it'll give you like a description of what's happening at the event. Um, like it, it might give you a, a bit of subtext that says screams were heard and uh, a neighbor's reported that um, they heard banging sounds coming from down the hall. They can hear screaming and loud noises. Uh, and then you got to decide what you're going to do off that. It could turn out that it could be someone watching TV or some shit like that. You've just wasted three officers to send out there. But sometimes it could be you know, actual trouble. Um so you've got to try and weigh up these decisions and try and figure out what's what's the best possible solution to it. Sometimes it can kind of um, turn out to be really, you know, basic jobs. Other times it can start to evolve. So uh, you might send your officers out there and then it turns out that, you know, there's something really terrible happening and you've got to make a decision what you do next and it'll pop up with a bunch of extra options you've got to try and decide uh, what the next course of action will be. And then from there, it might sort of spiral and keep going. Um, there might be multiple choices that you need tr to try and make. Um, there could be situations where things just go completely out of hand and you've got to maybe call in SWAT and SWAT might turn up at one stage. Um, so this whole time, you're basically going throughout the day and you've only got a certain amount of resources and like police officers that you can send out. So you've got to try and manage how many you're going to send to certain cases, uh, to certain like jobs to try and figure out. Uh, and then, you know, kind of managing what could possibly happen in the future. You, you want to make sure that you're not kind of just sending everybody out to the first couple of jobs and then be left with nothing uh, later on when there could be something that's important that, that'll come down. Yep. Um, and then so while that's all happening, uh, if you are basically failing or completing these jobs, you're leveling up and ranking uh, these police officers. But also there's all this side stuff to it where, um, you know, you'll get quests from uh, or, or, or uh, jobs from the city hall that says like you need to 
um, which is one which I got, which was basically in the next three days you need to file or fire all the black police officers in your Jesus uh, in your yeah in your um in your area. You don't have to do that, but if you do, you'll get um you'll get a uh, like ramifications out of that sometimes um so you've got to try and well, like make, a bonus or something well basically there's like like a you know, kickback yeah, ah, yeah. But something is there any happen. negative consequence to that as well like media attention or anything like that yeah i mean it can happen so there are like there there's obviously i i didn't do it i was like no nah, fuck that but then um that ended up causing riots somewhere else and then the the um and that started causing bigger headaches for me. And like, that was just one instance where it kind of gives you something to do. Um, and you got to try and think about your, your decisions and whether or not like it's worth doing it or, or whether you don't really know like what's going to happen because it's the first time I've been playing it. I'm not sure what the consequence is going to be um, further down the track, but it sort of throws these um, really interesting like jobs at you. You've got to try and think about them and, and decide whether or not you want to do something like that. Mm. Uh, and then there's like things where the mafia gets involved and, uh, they may send you certain tasks, like they, they, you know, threatening your family or if you don't do something, then someone else could be killed. And like, um, but if you do do their job, then uh, they do do, yes. Uh, then maybe they'll give you a, a bonus, um, in your salary. Like they'll give you on the side, some payment and then you can use that payment to buy more resources. Um, and that kind of goes into like managing the overall uh, state of what's going on. But it'd be funny if they sent you an offer and then there was a refuse button, but it was like grayed out. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes there's stuff where you actually have to send, like it won't, it'll actually be like, you need to send three police officers and you can't refuse it. Just pick three. Um, in some cases that's turned out to be okay. Uh, like, Oh, they've, they've all um, leveled up for the day uh but they won't come back for the rest of it so maybe you're half a day without three police officers um mm. but i've had situations where it's like um a mafia uh a mafia boss sent me a request and was like hey can you send one of your police officers out to um be a bouncer for the night uh, and i was like <laughs> at, at this club uh and i was like oh yeah let's see what happens i just want to see what happens so i sent him along there and the police officer came back at the end of the shift was like look i'm making too much money i'm quitting so i lost that police officer and had to eventually hire a new one um so there are a certain amount of slots that you can allocate to police officers um that you can have all up so you can actually hire hire them and fire them uh police officers have different um uh like attributes uh as they level up they get better at doing their job but also some people may be really shit at their job they may um, not come into work sometimes they may come in drunk on the job. Um, they may come in tired. Uh, and you've kind of got to deal with those situations. Um, at the start of every shift, you'll get some people that may be like, last night I was up, um, you know, reading a book and it was really interesting. I want to take the day off and read the rest of it. And I'm like, fuck no, you can't take the day off. You're working today. Um, and then other people might come in and they'll be like, uh, I had a, family member pass away um can i take a couple days off to sort that out um but then also you could say yes all right take the day off or you know take a few days off figure it out but they could be uh somebody who going to coachella 
yeah, they could be, uh, you know, someone that lies all the time. And you got to try and watch for these things and figure out whether or not they're, um, you know, they're, they're doing weird stuff in the back, back of there. But if you do want to fire them, you have to give actual good reasons as to why you're going to fire them or not. If you, um, if you don't, then you can be investigated for that. So, like, there's so it's paper, it's papers, please, but you're like an HR contact. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, like, yeah, this, like, HR, you're like all these different hats that you're wearing. Um, there's also police detectives that you can manage and you can send them off in, on investigations and uh, you've got to solve crimes and, and uh, take down, like, mob bosses through that. Uh, and that's a really... get his wife to play it. <laughs> Whose wife? Wayne. Oh, why is that? His wife. She works in HR. That's the uh, the headline of your next article. <laughs> we got a HR expert to play. Boom. Yeah. Genius. So I just walk around with these good ideas. You're all you're all good ideas. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. So it's kind of just occurred to me that I was talking before that Luke, you're like the PC guy with the, the amazing rig that plays all the. Uh, the Stevie or uh, PC <laughs> intensive games. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like you're playing one that I probably could have played on an iPad or something. Yeah, pretty much. It's not a, like a, um, like a heavy graphics intensive game. It's pretty much um, like, I, I kind of explained it to Job the other day is uh, in brotherhood, you had the side missions where you would get, um, uh, you would send all your Templars out to kind of do missions on the side. They would be given tasks. They'd go off and then come back. It's sort of like that type of interface. When did um, you explain this to me? When we were drinking on Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't remember. remember. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. Um, well, that's the first thing that I could think of when I was was drinking right. a lot. It's got that same type of um, like user interface when you're in that sort of mode. But there's all this other stuff in there. Like each day kind of progresses and you're doing this management of the uh, of the police force, but also there's all this story content that's happening as well. And you're kind of making decisions and um, trying to sort out your life in the background. From what I understand, there's a lot of content, um, 180 days from what they said at the beginning. And I'm, it feels like I'm scratching the surface. Like, it seems like there's a lot, lot of stuff here and I'm interested to see where it kind of goes. Um, but yeah, it just, I'm not, I, I don't have much negative to say about it at the moment other than um, it it is a little bit confusing at the start to kind of figure out like what you should be doing and what's going to cause like consequences and what isn't. It, it does a pretty decent job of trying to explain everything to you, but um, it's just the, you know, whether or not you should be taking some of these risks, it's kind of up to the, to the player. Um, and because it seems like there's such a, is a like such a huge game, uh, I wasn't sure whether or not I should be taking risk or just playing it safe. Um, mm. So, but I don't know if that's a fault in the game or that's just me being um, cautious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's actually quite an interesting game. So uh, mm. I'm sure I'll be talking about it a bit more as I keep playing through it. Um, the only thing I can knock about it at the moment and this is just a purely a review state but uh they've updated the game about four or five times since i've been playing it in the last couple of days uh and they're not released they haven't released any patch notes like mm. about what they've changed and that's kind of frustrating because 
I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, and they, they've been quite large updates. There was one the other day, it was like 400 to 500 megabytes. Um, and I'm just like, all right. So I emailed the, the PR company that's been looking after it and then never heard back from then. And I'm just like, well, all right. It, you know, we'll just deal with it and see what happens. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing. Like if you're a game developer, release your patch notes. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. hard. It's, um, yeah, it's quite important, especially when people are reviewing that want to know kind of what's being changed in the background. So, yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I can, from what I've played, I can definitely recommend that it is a very interesting type of game. It is something that's different. Um, I don't know how much it's going for. I've tried to look that up, but I couldn't see any prices because I think I've got the game. So, it's not actually showing me. From what I would gather, it's probably not going to too much. Probably 15, 20 bucks. Uh, it would be my guess. But, um, yeah, if you're up to something that's a little bit more unique, then definitely check that one out. This is the police, it's called. This cool. is the police. This, let's go, let's look it up now. Is the police blank dollars. Thanks. Good. That's great. Thanks, Steam. You've nailed it. No price. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure I'll, I'll definitely talk about it more once I've uh, wrapped it up. It should take me a couple more days by the sounds of it. There's just a lot of, like, 180 fucking days. Far out. Unless there's, like, a, a time jump somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm just not sure at the moment. I'm pretty sure it was 180 days at the start, they said. Anyway, that's what I wrote down <laughs> in my notes. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check that one out. That's cool. Uh, anything else to add to this list of games? I don't think so. No, that's all I've been playing. Anything you want to add, Steve? No? Nope. nope. Well, I've got 96 Pokemon in my Pokedex, but that's about as much as I want to go down that rabbit hole for oh, tonight, I think. Are we dick measuring, though? Uh, Pokemon dick measuring? Because uh, I'm down <laughs> I'm down to clown, Charlie Brown. Uh, let me just well, start up I went, the app. To, I went to visit Ben in Adelaide, and I've never seen more, I don't know their names yet, rhino ones. I oh, yeah, right one. stage of rhino-looking one. Yep. And uh, an onyx, a couple of those. Like, completely different Pokemon from Melbourne, which I understand is kind of like how the game works, but, like, it was a good visit to Adelaide. Anyway, sorry. Hmm. And I'm just waiting for it to, you know, load. Jog knows all the names. Unable to connect to server, fail to log in, perfect. I know all the names. I know all the best names. My names are the best. I just feel like I was too old for Pokemon. So, like, I'm 34, my husband's 26. He knows every single name. He knows what they evolved (laughs) to. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, there's, like, Caterpie. No, I call it, no, I call it Caterpie, and it's Caterpie, right? So, like, I just get yelled at by it's because in the anime who are older children now who just get mad at me for screwing up their beloved pokemon yeah in the anime they say the names of them and stuff you see so that's how everyone knows how to pronounce them i have 107 uh, pokemon in my pokedex 109 seen i saw i fucking failed to catch an aerodactyl which was pretty depressing that's it that's my fucking... Yeah, I could have more. I could evolve my Magikarp. 
into a uh, Gyarados because I've got 440 Magikarp candies now. You only need 400, but uh, I don't feel like any of the Magikarp that I've got are worth evolving, so they can just fucking sit there and deal with it. Nice. Yep. Cool. cool. Um, all right, cool. let's quickly smash through some news and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, there's not a lot there. So hey, Before we move on to news, though. No. Uh, I watched Luke play bowling on the weekend. <laughs> okay, yes. And uh, Luke is like... Um, Luke is like some sort of bowling robot. <laughs> Where he worked out exactly, like, calculated exactly how to bowl a strike, and then he just did it over and over and over again until alcohol impaired his uh, computational efficiency. And uh, then he went shit faster than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. He was so much worse than I expected, which was pretty interesting. I just thought I'd point that out. That's yeah. something you might not know about, Luke. <laughs> I played terribly that second round. Yep. I went from 130-something to, like, 30. <laughs> it yeah. Was just, like, boom. And it was more than 130. You were on, like, 170 or something. And you'd already start, like, the downward spiral had started at about frame, frame nine. Meanwhile, I'm the reverse. Uh, I bowled two strikes and nine in the 10th frame of our first game. And I was on seven until the third frame of our first <laughs> game. So, uh, yeah, I'm the reverse of Luke. There you go. Hmm. Anyway, just thought I'd point that out. Cool story. Uh, news. So, a couple <laughs> weeks back, we talked about um, Valve and gambling websites and how YouTubers take money. Isn't hmm. that, the, that, that was the story, right? Yeah, uh, something like that. <laughs> we, yeah, that was the story. <laughs> Those are things. Yep, that's something that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Valve has now sent out notices and sh- is uh, trying to shut down some of these gambling websites. They've changed the, uh, or they're shutting down the API that, that a lot of those sites are using and they're trying to ban some of their their bots and whatnot. Um, so it seems like they're trying to make progress, but that's all because of the, um, they got a, they're basically getting sued right now, right? Uh, yeah. About all this stuff. So it yep. seems to be something that's building. Yeah. So they're yeah. Steve, you're news. Yeah, What's couple, going on? Well, they're, Valve's getting sued, and then uh, two YouTube uh, YouTubers, two influencers, uh, got added to the suit because they uh, own one of the CS:GO betting websites, and they were putting up videos which very much made it seem like they had no relation to their uh, website Was this and showed them winning the other one? Pardon? Oh, I can't remember their names. It's because more have been uh, added. T. T. Martin and T. Martin the other and Sci Syndicate, yeah. And more names yeah. have been added. More popular CS:GO streamers have been roped into. Hey, this is this this, is this cool website I found when <laughs> I established it and paid for the domain name. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, across uh, Twitch as well. So Twitch is now trying to ban those types of streams, and it's just it's kind of snowballing, basically. Yeah. Huh. Well, good. But good on Valve for finally like pulling out a finger, I suppose. But it seems yeah. like they sat on. I guess the lawsuit makes it hard for them to say something as well. But 
It's just strange. There, and I know they try to remain a small company, small, you know, relatively small, given the amount of stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, you know, which includes like only having one PR person for the whole world. And, um, but yeah, I guess there's downsides to that. Like when people talk about, like I was having fun watching people complain about the abusiveness in Overwatch and like what Blizzard's going to do about the toxicity in Overwatch. And I'm like, man, these people haven't played Counter-Strike in a while. Like, it's just, I don't know if it's just like expected in Counter-Strike. If it's, you know, if people just go, oh, that's the culture. But, uh. I mean, and Valve's done nothing about that since. No, then. no, it's not that. It's because everyone like stories keep coming out about how there's no toxicity in Overwatch. Oh, really? How Blizzard solved toxicity? Yeah, you can, there was a wide story. I think Engadget had one. Like, yeah, people um, are like, oh yeah, there's no toxicity in in Overwatch. It's you know fucking flawless, and it's either because they're exclusively playing on console and they don't allow people to talk to them, which. Uh, is well, I'll tell you how you've solved toxicity there, or it's because they haven't actually played the game at all on PC because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, that's why people. That's why yeah, the backlash. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah, but yeah. I, I can definitely see them doing that. Like I can see them doing the rounds and you know talking about here's how we did it. Here's our perfect algorithm, and you know, oh. just trying to drum up publicity for the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole game of sutra thing. What whole? Well, oh, yeah. So don't bet on CS:GO skins, children. Yeah. Behave. Yeah. <laughs> they um they also sent one down for a Dota site as well. Um, I'm not sure about Team Fortress. I didn't I didn't think I saw any Team Fortress on that list, but it was pretty much like 95% Counter Strike sites. Yeah. And then one main Dota site that's used. Bet on the UFC like a pro. No matter how many pets they're using. <laughs> yeah. With real money. <laughs> yeah. Not skin money. Not hats. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Nintendo. Uh, I just want to put this in because it sounded funny. Um, so, after Pokemon Go was released, Nintendo shares went up 95% over that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then last Friday, end of last week... Nintendo made a statement reminding investors that they actually don't have much to do with Pokemon. Uh, And then their shares dropped 17%, well, 17, 18% in that day. Um, (laughs) It's pretty hilarious. Which is quite funny. (laughs) It's pretty funny, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It just sort of, it's just a handy reminder for people uh, that the stock market is uh, influenced just as much about by gut feelings as it is <laughs> actual information. Because, mm. uh, yeah, people see Nintendo starts to surge and like, why is that? And they're like, they released this game, Pokemon Go, and they're like, what, really? Fucking buy, 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 buy. And it fucking continues to tick over. And, you know, it starts to spike, so more people buy. And, yeah, then people realize, oh, wait. It's the actual truth of it. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could have just not said anything. <laughs> I suppose they could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it seemed funny, like them being like, "No, nah, fucking guys, like, come on. <laughs> we actually don't. <laughs> we don't have anything to do with this. What are you doing? <laughs> Shit. And then people start selling. They're like, "No, fuck, no, just oh, 
Well, that sucks. Uh, yeah, they made a lot of money from that. Um, yeah, right. Like billions of dollars in s- stock prices. Mm. So, anyway, that seemed like it would be something entertaining to talk about. Um, the last piece of news I put on here, which is very relevant to Joe, but I. Uh, new Rainbow Six Siege DLC is coming out next week. Hell yeah. They're going to Brazil just in time for the Olympics, just in time for everyone else to, to not go to Brazil because holy fuck, that place is dangerous. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be really easy to like knock down walls because they're basically already falling down from what I hear. Well, <laughs> yeah. interesting you should say that because they're touting that this map, the new map, will be <laughs> the most destructible ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst thing that can happen is you fall in the water <laughs> with all oh, the poop. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so I set in a favela, and um, yeah, it's actually supporting exterior uh, destruction, which means you're able to shoot through the walls on the outside as well as on the inside, which is going to be pretty interesting. I think. Yeah. Um. Especially, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, Tuchunka might actually have some playtime finally because you can set him up in a cheeky spot that they don't know about and just fucking pour out into the open. That'd be pretty hilarious. Hmm. Um, but yeah, two, two new uh, operators, uh, Caviera is the defender and uh, she seems kind of useless. She can interrogate teammates uh, interrogate enemies to find out their teammates' locations, but I don't know why you wouldn't just put a bullet in their brain. Uh, or, or use um, Pulse. <laughs> oh, yeah, or use Pulse, or use Valkyrie, or use the cameras that already exist, or use, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like we don't know too much about it. Maybe, um, maybe it's super OP and it's like the entire match, but that seems ridiculous that you'd be able to know their location. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without knowing too much about it, it's kind of hard. But look, like first glance, makes me think that that's really not a good operator. Yeah. Um, it says that her skill is silent step, so maybe you can't hear her. Um, but is that enough? You know, of a of a of a perk to use that to use that person. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Yeah. She does. She's she's rocking a shotgun though, so I'm sure that'll be. Shotgun and C4. So if she is actually silent while walking, uh, I'm sure she'll be nerfed very fucking quickly because that'll be fucking annoying. Yeah. And then, like, also, how close do you need to be to interrogate them? Is it, like, a, a melee attack? If it is, yeah. even then, we don't see too many melee attacks in, in Siege. It's not often no. you can see that type of thing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm just not too sure about this hero yet. Operate. Yeah. And then on the attacking side, there's Capital. Who has a crossbow? Basically, smoke, but on the attacking side. Yes. So she fires. Uh, he fires poison bolts from his crossbow. Uh, he's got a heavy machine gun though, so uh, he might be a heavy duty um, guy. So that might be semi-interesting. I just want uh, a crossbow. Oh, it's no, yeah, no. That's his sort of secondary wolf trying tertiary uh attack option yeah it seems like more of a way to get people out of corners and spots yeah um like an aoe type thing for me it's a primary (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know the other thing they're adding is anti-cheat 
Uh, well, they're using battle they're changing, <laughs> changing, cheap. changing or adding. I thought they're adding Battle Eye to Fairfight. Oh, are they? Okay, that's what I thought. I read. I thought they were just getting rid of Fairfight and uh, changing to someone else. Fair enough. Maybe they're adding another cheat prevention. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Let me see if I can find out. So, uh, Battle Eye is the uh, anti cheat used by. Um, Armor, uh, H1Z1. Yeah. Um, I think DayZ is using it. Yep. All Bohemia's gamers use it. Y- yeah. Uh, uh, the thing an about- additional anti-cheating system to our game battle, yeah, so it'll be as well as fair fun. Okay, so it's a, it's a client-side anti-cheat as well, which is something they don't have at the moment. Yeah. Um, which should hopefully, uh, yeah, fix up some of the problems the game is having. And, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And uh, the other thing is tactical realism, custom game mode, uh, which removes the ability to mark enemies. Uh, So the HUD is severely reduced. Uh, There's no kill confirmations, and there's realistic magazine management, uh, which means it's going to be a lot more like traditional Rainbow Six, where if you don't use all the bullets in your mag and you throw it away then yeah. those bullets are gone forever it's which, like hardcore mode yeah basically <clears throat> which is cool. awesome yeah yeah, yeah they, i mean they're continuing to still do awesome jobs with that game every like two weeks they put out a new patch um this is one of the major ones obviously but they're always very engaging on the the forum sorry the the reddit page uh pretty much every day you can find their their guys on there talking about things um yeah it's really good like <clears throat> I'm, I'm i'm interested to see how this kind of pans out towards the end of the year and then what i'm i'm convinced they're going to do a second season it's just gone way too well for them not to um you know you compare siege siege's numbers to like the division mm. uh i think siege is at least doing double their numbers at the moment yeah for yeah user base um siege is doing quite well i think it's around 15 maybe uh, at least on steam whenever we check on steam it's got fifteen thousand users a day um that's not including uh uplay so whatever they're doing through uplay is all on pc and then obviously xbox and playstation so it's definitely making them money um and i'd like to see them do a s- sequel uh, i think it's one of the best shooters that have been released in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and one of the most competitive uh it's just unfortunate that the 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 critics around it it came out at a bad time when the critics kind of just passed it away and were busy doing other things and didn't pay too much attention to it yeah so, yeah. yeah like i only ever see positive uh shit about it. like nobody ever people who play it unless they're complaining about the anti-cheat which they should uh people complain like playing it just never seem to complain like that it's all glowing sort of uh i don't know reception for for it everyone yeah really enjoys it when they play it um yeah i don't know man just needs more players forever i love it to pieces anyway yeah cool uh so that yeah that's next week uh for season pass owners everybody gets the um the map for free yep. um but the new operators you'll have to get using the in-game unlock system if you yep. don't uh, have enough points 
Yeah. All right, and that's it. That's the the show this week. Unless anyone wants to add anything else in the news that they thought was interesting. I got nothing. No. 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 All right. Uh, cool. We can close things up. Uh, you can find our show on iTunes, Android, and the Windows Store, um, or download it from our website, which is Podcast. Com. Um, you can find us on facebook.com slash podcast. You can email us at jarepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on twitter.com slash jarepodcast as well, which you can follow. Um, we are all on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash lukelaurie, which is L-A-W-R-E. Job is at... Joby Georgia. Junglist is on there as well under... The Junglist. The Junglist. Um, Steve, what's going on with the site? What, like... You got things happening? You're working on things? Like, where can people find the website? Oh, uh, no, I think we're just going to wind it down, I think. I'm, I'm done. We're, <laughs> we're finished. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. Um, tons of things going on. This is The Police by uh, by Luke Laurie is coming out very soon, which I'm very excited about. Um, I think I get to see Job in person in a couple weeks, which is quite good. True that. I'm excited for that. Heading yeah. over to a... Am I, can I say? I suppose you could, yes. Is it official? Uh, well, I don't, don't want to, like... Yeah. I want to step I, on your toes. No. Do I'm going to Sydney to see Job and maybe other things. Who knows? Watch this space. Um, I'm on Twitter at SWriteAU and then Survivor as S-T-E-V-I-V-O-R. And you can say it however the hell you want, I suppose, if you come and check it out. I don't really care. Steve Avore. Close enough. Steve Avore, the dinosaur that eats Steve's. Uh, I thought it was like a matador or something, or a humidor, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jung, you got anything happening? Uh, You're doing your puzzle still? Yeah. Um, Sorry. I can't get the image out of my head of a T-Rex chewing (laughs) on a guy and going, oh, this is a bit off. And then he's like, no, my name's Stefan. Sorry, that's silly. Um, Yeah, puzzles (laughs) on Kotaku. Um, the third one went up and uh, people liked it on the whole uh, uh, people are having fun with it so I'm having a lot of fun watching people solve it there were some people that were like how deep does it go um, it goes pretty deep man so um, it's pretty deep it does go pretty deep yeah um, I warned you at the start it's not easy uh, 6k on the line but I'm still pretty amazed at how much the Kotaku community is just giving each other big hints and helping each other out. They don't care. It's just, you know, it's fun for them. So three more to go, three more puzzle posts to go, and then there's the meta puzzle. So good luck. I'll be watching. Nice. Uh, Anything on Game Informer or anything like that? Yes. So my preview of Legends will be uh, in the upcoming Game Informer. I've got some stuff in, oh, yeah, the one at the moment. Is just my uh, review of Grand Kingdom. Um, so in the upcoming, the ne- next one that's going to be a bit later is uh, a preview of Legends. If you want to hear everything I just said, but more concisely and um, with more considered words. And uh, I wrote some opinion piece about how we deify our auteurs and we shouldn't. So um, exciting. Nice. Uh, Job. What about you? Nothing. <laughs> uh, you have a deadline, didn't you say? Before? Yeah. Like, it's, that, that's not happening? 
Oh, no, I do have a deadline, and uh, it's for something that's coming up next week, but I've got to hand it in really early, so... Uh, and you can't talk about it yet. And I can't talk about it. Is it Half-Life 3? So it is not Half-Life Is it for... Is it the, the lead time necessary because it's for a global site that requires editorial consensus among all editors? Uh, it is... Half of that is correct. Okay. Um, they require... That rules out GameSpot, huh? Uh, Video-related <laughs> stuff. So uh, I'm going to do a bunch Oh, right. So you're doing video stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Apparently, it's just how they roll. Uh, I guess I'm going to play some Hearthstone later. This uh, Check out some Hearthstone later this week, but yeah, that's about it, right? So yeah, Ew. that's about it. I might write some stuff about Starbound once I've finished this um deadline i've got that is now much much closer than i thought it was uh but yeah otherwise nothing cool awesome um all right as steve said uh i'll have some stuff going up on survivor.com uh this is the police and i'll try and do something for um the ghost in the shell game yeah my oh, gosh yeah um check that out i'll, I'll put together something <laughs> nice um otherwise uh next week we're gonna have uh we're gonna go check out magic grand prix this weekend yeah. uh we're yeah. gonna try to do some interviews with some of the guys down there so we'll be doing that next week on the show um and there's a bunch of other games that are coming out really soon so i'm sure we'll have a, a lot to talk about next week nice yeah awesome that's it uh steve thanks for coming on um even though it's been a couple of years we appreciate Thanks your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll, right, I'll, I'll, we'll put some in the diary now. So, like, June 2020? Yeah. Sound good? Sounds good. Uh, right. that's, that's around E3. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, that is kind of inconvenient for us. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. 2022 it is. Oh, well, <laughs> had to try. That <laughs> no, was great fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Word up. That's cool. All right. Let's uh let's get out of here then. Bedtime. Bedtime. Oh yeah. Work on deadline yeah. time. Yeah, thanks for coming, Joe. No problem. Hey. It's it's too easy, eh? Uh cool. See ya. Bye. Bye bye.